Would please turn in your Bibles with me to Psalm number 67. Here the psalmist gives praise unto God, knowing who he is, what he has done, and what, of course, he will continue to do. And there are many things that are referred to in the New Testament that relate very well to what the psalmist said here. I'd like for us to get a general reading through and then take a look at a few specific things. Beginning in verse 1, we read, God, be merciful to us and bless us, and cause his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on the earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. You could hear the sentiments that expressed even then should be said even today. You'll notice that first of all in the very first verse and in the last two verses, God be merciful to us and bless us. We could go on and on about the mercies of God. In fact, it is said about them that indeed they will never end. They are new every morning. And we think about how many mercies that God could give generally. You might think about each one of us individually. I think of myself and you think of yourself. Perhaps as Jesus said in Luke chapter 18 about the tax collector that offered a prayer. You'll recall he was the one that went away justified rather than the Pharisee. He prayed there in Luke chapter 18 verse 13, God be merciful to me, a sinner. One that we could all say. Paul said in Romans chapter 3 verse 23 that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And recently we looked at how Paul often talked about the mercies of God. How each of us could say there are things that God has done for us. But then what about blessing? How many times can we say God has truly blessed us? There's so many things that we have that we did not deserve. So many things that we need but yet depend upon God to give to us. Perhaps Paul said it best in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 when he tells us that God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Everything we need to live forever in heaven with God, He has given to us. God has sent Jesus, His only begotten Son, to die upon the cross, to sacrifice His body, to shed His sinless blood, to be buried that he was risen again the third day, to give us all that hope of eternal life. He made it possible that 
our sins can be taken away, and we can be reconciled to God. What wonderful blessings we have through Him. But then in verse 2 of Psalm 67, the psalmist says that your way may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. Yes, there is a way that we can know that is God's way. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one cometh unto the Father but by me. He has declared the things of his Father. He has shown that he truly is the Son of God. And the things that he taught, we can learn, we can follow, that we can walk in the straight and narrow way that leads unto life. And that way can easily be known if we would just listen to him. You may remember about Apollos in Acts chapter 18. We're told there in verse 24 that he was instructed in the way of the Lord. However, at the time, he only knew of the baptism of John, but it wouldn't be very long until there would be those that would teach him more perfectly that way. And that way that we have gets us to God. It is described in the book of Hebrews in chapter 10 as being a new and a living way. In Hebrews chapter 9, or chapter 10 and verse 19, he said, Brethren, be having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us, through the veil that is his flesh. Jesus is the way that we get to God. There is no way. The only way that we come to the Father is through Him, according to Hebrews chapter 11 and and verse 6. But as He is the only true way, salvation is only found in Him. Salvation is available, but it's only through Jesus Christ. Next chapter 4 and verse 12, we learn that there is neither salvation found in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Christ did what he could to save us. The rest is up to us. Are we going to believe him? Are we going to do what he commands of us? That's why Paul said in Romans chapter 1 and in verse 16, he said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone that believes to the Jew first, but also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. For as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Yes, everyone indeed will give praise unto God. Going back to Psalm 67, you'll notice that there in verses 3 and 5, The psalmist says specifically, Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. And again, the very same in verse number 5. Peoples, plural. It is God that has made us, and not we ourselves. And everyone, everything that God has created, 
declare that truly there is a God. We know that he exists. We know indeed that he loves us. And that's why we declare his praises. We looked at recently in First Peter chapter 2 and in verse 9, where Peter said that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but have obtained mercy. We do so in many ways. Our very existence, showing our appreciation to our Creator. But also when we come together to worship God upon the first day of the week. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19, his twin passage, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16, tell us that we are to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace and making melody in our hearts to the Lord. But you know there will come a time in which all peoples will, even if they had not already. This will be done to give the glory where it really is to be deserved, and it is to God himself. Paul told the Philippians in chapter 2 and in verse 9, God has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. We all will submit unto him. And therefore we must remember exactly what the psalmist said there in verse 4 of Psalm 67, that God will judge the people righteously. In the New Testament, we begin to understand a little bit more about that. As Paul wrote his second letter to the young man, Timothy, in 2 Timothy, he said there in verse 8 of chapter 4, he says that the Lord is the righteous judge. The Lord is the righteous judge. He is the one that will judge us righteously. Because Jesus said in John chapter 5 and verse 22, He has committed all judgment to His Son. And Jesus does everything that the Father has asked Him to do. He does not speak of His own authority, but whatever He hears is what He should speak. He tells us this is what we need to do to be pleasing unto God. And if we do so, we can live everlasting in heaven with Him. You see, we have a great comfort when we study from the 67th Psalm. We realize that truly God indeed has blessed us. He has saved us through Jesus Christ. And he declares us to sing his praises. Tonight we're about to sing the song of encouragement. If there is one tonight that needs to respond to that invitation, if you need to become the child of God, or you need to live the life that you have been called to live, Won't you do so right now as together we stand and sing?